G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Rise and Shine with Robbo and Becky on Vision. Dallas Jenkins is the creator of the TV series The Chosen, which focuses on the life of Christ and those that interacted with him 2,000-odd years ago. And Dallas joins us on the phone this morning. How are you going, mate? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Well, it is our pleasure. And, uh, yeah, just excited about what's uh, happened already with this series The Chosen. Two seasons have already been uh, produced and released. And I believe there's more to come, but it uh, seems like a, a pretty amazing, uh, you could say, history-making ride for you so far. Absolutely, yeah. Thank you so much. It's been quite a ride, and we're thrilled to see it grow around the world. So seeing it grow amongst my brothers and sisters in Australia has been very fun as well. Yeah, we, you certainly have some fans. I can tell you that. I know that um, one of my colleagues here, Matt Prater, is a huge fan. He's always uh, raving about it and encouraging people to watch it. So uh, I'm sure that uh, you'll have... Uh, you know, plenty of Aussies that will be very familiar with it and others that uh, may uh, just be finding out about it. But, uh, I mean, as I said, it is uh, quite unique. I mean, it's the highest uh, crowdfunded project of all time, uh, which is incredible. You raised uh, $10 million from 19,000 people to get this thing off the ground. So that was quite uh, incredible uh, to start. And I guess it's, a, in some respects, a bit of a step of faith for those people. I mean, to say, oh, yep. Yeah, We'll throw some money into something that we don't really even know what to expect. I mean, what was uh, your uh, yeah, response when you saw that sort of uh, outpouring uh, from people in the, in the in the early stages? That must have been an exciting surprise for you. Well, absolutely. I didn't expect crowdfunding to work. Um, I thought, uh, you know, the the all time crowdfunding record was five point seven million, and I thought those were projects that had big fan bases. I don't have any. No one knows who I am, and. All I had was this short film that I did on my friend's farm in Illinois, and it was for my church's Christmas Eve service. And when we put that online, it went viral, and I just told people at the end of it, I said, you know, I've got this idea for a multi-season show. It's never been done before. We're going to dig into the characters in the same way that we do in the short film uh, about the birth of Christ. And, and like you said, it was a huge leap of faith. I mean, I... We had so many people tell us, I've never done this before, I, you know, but I just, I just felt something. I felt like God was speaking to me. Uh, I think it helped that, I, that they trusted me because I was able to communicate with them. And, and I think that's been part of the success of the show is people really feel this connection to it on a spiritual level. But yeah, I, I always think about, boy, we sure had to, when, we, when we, that first season came out, uh, these people had no idea if it was going to be any good. Mm. And so I'm always very appreciative that they uh, invested early on. Yeah, absolutely. And it's quite unique, too. I, I was uh, chuffed to see the, the credits that roll at the end of the episode where you've got like literally six minutes worth of just all the names of the people that uh, have funded it. I mean, that's uh, you know, unique in itself that you would have such an enormous uh, you know, credits. Um, but that's obviously necessary if you want to thank everybody for being on board. Right. Yeah. And, and, and so I think that was such a beautiful moment, even though most people don't watch the closing credits, but at the end of episode eight of season one, we there's you know I don't know how many I think seven or eight thousand names there of people who have invested at a certain level, and um, I think for some people they they watched that just to kind of honor them because they thought oh, I, I just I just want to be thankful. 
not even just me, but the viewers, just want, we're so thankful that these people took that step of faith to, to create a show that was impacting their lives. Yeah, so true. And so, look, I mean, it's been amazing. You know, you've done two uh, two seasons now, um, but already, I mean, it's been translated into, I believe, 50-plus languages. It's been uh, up the top of the charts on the you know, iOS and Android um, app stores, uh, basically from the start in the entertainment uh, section. So it's really having a, a massive impact, and, and it's free to watch. People can just download the app and just watch it for free. So it's, uh, it's making a, a massive uh, impact right around the world. Right, and I think the only way that it could continue to grow like that without a big streaming service or a television network uh, behind it is our decision to make it free. Uh, when the pandemic first hit, we, made it, we decided to make the show free for a couple of weeks and just give people the option if they wanted to to pay for it. Mm-hmm. And the day that we did that, our income quadrupled. And wow. the next day, it was even more. And we just said, look, you don't have to, but if you want to, you can. And, and this is how we're going to do future episodes and seasons. And this is how people are going to continue to watch it for free. If you can't do it, then please don't. But if you can, um, you know, this is how we'll do more. And people are, are so excited to do it. Mm. And I think that's also what makes them even more excited to tell other people about it. Is, is they, they, they feel like they're invested. They feel like they're part yeah, of it. Yeah, that's so true. Like a big, huge family that just continues to grow. That's great. And it's very cool. I was going to ask you about COVID because, I mean, obviously, I'm assuming it's probably impacted your filming, um, you know, how, how you're going to actually go about that. But you know, obviously, even that decision to make it free was, I guess, a, you know, I mean, we use the word pivot a lot with, the, with COVID and, and what's happened with the pandemic. But, you know, it's a bit of a shift that uh, you made, uh, maybe a bit of a spur of the moment thing. But obviously, in the big picture, it was a, a you know, great uh, and, you know, probably a God decision to... Uh, to make it free uh, to, to watch. And then, as you say, you know, if someone enjoys it, they can sew into it uh, for future episodes. Right. I mean, that's the thing. We, the pandemic was also because people were looking for hope, because people were stuck mm. in their homes and now have time to watch the show that they had been told about, that they didn't think, oh, I don't want to download an app. I don't want, you know, it's, 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 it's a Christian show, which normally isn't very good. So there are so many people who, and I'm sure this is true of some people that you know, who didn't want to watch it uh, just because they assumed it wouldn't be any good. And uh, but the pandemic, they were like, all right, I've got some time, let's give it a shot. And, uh, and then it just proved to be, that, that, you know, they were about to buy it and they spread the word. And, but I think, again, uh, the, the decision to make it free, uh, the, the timing of the pandemic all uh, were used uh, in a way to, to make the show even more impactful and successful. Yeah, that's awesome. That's so good to hear. Now, for people that don't know, uh, Dallas Jenkins is actually the son of uh, the very famous Jerry Jenkins. Now, I know as a kid, I grew up reading the Left Behind books and was right into uh, yeah, a lot of uh, your father's writing. Um, and so, yeah, that was something I didn't uh, sort of put two and two together for quite some time to realize who uh, you were, I guess, or what your heritage was. Um, but I was actually wondering whether... Um, you know, growing up, I guess, with a, a famous dad, was that a blessing for you, or was that, you know, did it sort of create some challenges, uh, you know, as far as finding your path in life? No, that's a great question, but it was absolutely a blessing because when the Left Behind books exploded and became hugely successful, um, I got to see how my dad reacted to that and how it didn't make him more arrogant, it made him more humble. Mm. Uh, he just realized, wow, this is way bigger than, than I'm capable of. and um, it makes makes me realize just how God is, is clearly doing something bigger than I am. And then, uh, so that really helped me when the chosen has started to explode and, and have a, in some ways an even bigger 
uh, you know, response from left behind did. Um, but all my dad, you know, I got, I inherited my storytelling desire from him. And then I, I believe I'm also trying to follow in his footsteps of how he handled, um, the, the, the expansion of a show like this. Yeah. And, um, and so, you know, I, when it was a book for me, it's the show. And, and I just got such a great example of humility. Yeah. Of course you've kind of, you know, pursued certainly a, a movie career or I guess a, you know, a screen career, uh, rather than writing. Um, but you know, the, the left behind series of books was created into a movie. And I mean, in fact, it's had a few different versions, hasn't it? Over the years, was that, uh, part of your development, like even just watching the way that that developed uh, for big and small screen, was that sort of part of you, I guess, just observing and saying, oh, this is something that I could pursue into the future? Uh, well, actually, I went and worked for the company that made the first Left Behind movie right. uh, when I was coming out of college. And, uh, and I ended up leaving my dad and I created our own company shortly before they were going to make the movie. Uh, the movies just weren't what we would have wanted to do. I mean, we weren't antagonistic towards them and the thing. It just wasn't kind of what we were hoping for. And so in many ways, it was kind of a uh, an, a lesson in, okay, we want to try something different. Yeah. And, uh, and I think that's I think that's true. A lot of the decisions I've made is seeing what's happened in the past and thinking, all right, that's something new that we can try. Mm. And so, of course, you, I mean, you have done a lot in, in movies over the years. I mean, you've worked for you know, Universal and Lionsgate, some of the really big names, Amazon, even done some Hallmark movies. So you've certainly had a fair bit of experience before coming into The Chosen. Is, is, are you still sort of doing other projects or is The Chosen sort of your you know, baby at the moment? Like, are you just pursuing that only? Right now, The Chosen is all, all consuming. It's all I have time to even think about, much less work on. Um, but yeah, there's other projects that I'm, that I'm excited to develop eventually and um, a couple of projects that are, are developing now. But for me, in the book, the, the, the majority of my time um, is, you know, comes from directing and writing is all about the children. So now, correct me if I'm wrong, but there's two seasons out now. Is that right? And we're still waiting? Because I know that you've always said you wanted to do seven seasons. So is that still the plan? Yes. Uh, season two was uh, released on our app um, you know, a couple of months ago. And, um, and then we're writing season two now, and we'll be filming it in early 2022. And, uh, yeah, the plan is seven seasons. We've got the story planned out. And uh, the, way that we're, the support that we're getting for the show and people paying it forward uh, certainly gives us uh, hope that we'll be able to do all seven mm, That's amazing. Well, I do wish you all the very best for that. Certainly, as I said, it's uh, you know, there is a, a strong fan base in Australia, and I'm sure that there'll be more people uh, checking out The Chosen as they come to hear about it. But we certainly do wish you all the very best with it. As I said, it's a, a very unique approach for the way that you've done it, but it seems to be working. So, uh, you know, I, I trust that you'll continue to uh, go well as you develop Season 3 and beyond. I know this is probably a bit of a silly question. It's a bit like asking a parent who their favourite child is, but have you have you got a favourite scene or a favourite episode from what you've produced so far? Yeah, I would say um, episode four of season one um, was, has always been special to me. It's the miracle of the fish when Jesus um, has the miraculous such a fish to Simon. Um, episode seven of season one as well, uh, the, the last 10 minutes of that episode and when we see John chapter 3, the most famous chapter in the Bible, mm. put to life. Um, and then we need to follow that with the calling of Matthew, uh, the tax collector. I think those 10 minutes, I think, uh, I don't know, it'll be hard for me to ever uh, do 10 minutes on, on the chosen that are better than that or, or is, is enjoyable. So 
that, that still stands out with me for sure. Well, Dallas, it's been an absolute pleasure to chat with you today. Appreciate your time. As you say, you are very busy with everything that's going on with The Chosen. So uh, we do value uh, your time and, uh, yeah, wish you all the very best for the future. Thank you so much for having me on. I hope we can do it again. Thank you. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.